Hello everybody, this is the House of Darkness. Welcome to a new episode of Jive Talk. Pardon me when I adjust my mic right here. Alright, there we go. Uh, we're going to get right into this. We're, we're counting down. We're, what, we're six days away? Six days away from Avengers Endgame. It's, it's, it's exciting. Can't wait. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was reading how like this movie had the least uh, like promos, you know, more or less going on. Where did I read that at? I, I think it was a, one of my comic book movie sites was talking about how Endgame had the like. Oh, it was like, oh, it was talking about because when it came to like the minutes and stuff, but it was talking about how this this movie literally had the least marketing of all of all the MCU films, which is, you know, in, in all honesty, I'm OK with that because it, it gives us a we're, we're guessing hard uh, whether or not how this movie is going to start. And how this movie is going to end and all the things in between. It's, it's definitely, it's exciting to see that, you know, they personally made it hard to know anything about this movie because, but, and, what, and the thing I like about it, it just shows that you can kind of keep things like that. And I know they're just potential, they're all the potential leaks. And I think that was more had to do with like the, the uniforms or, and who's, and, you know, because of the toys and stuff like that, you know, like how Ronin was going to look, they're like quantum realm suits and stuff like that, blah, 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 blah. But like plot wise, story wise, we have no idea. We, we have no idea how this movie is going to go. Uh, we know at the end of the day, it's about them, you know, trying to bring everybody back and about their final fight with Thanos. But at, but we still don't know anything other than the fact we know that Tony Stark made it back to Earth because the, this most recent trailer showed that. Not the final one, the one before that, I believe, showed that. But that's the only big reveal we got? The only bit, yeah, it was only big reveal, you know, and it still doesn't tell us anything about the plot of how this movie is going to go. We really don't know. So I have to give shout outs, like I said, and I think I've said it before. Shout out to Kevin Feige. Shout outs to the Russo brothers for locking down hard. They even said, they even admit, I think in an interview that when it came to Tom Holland, they did not even give him a script. That like when he was on set, they just fed him his lines. There's a lot, there's lots, probably a lot of situations where they weren't sure, where he probably didn't know what scene he was on or who he was talking to. Because once he got on, he got on set, they fed him his lines. So it was just like, you know, I, I appreciate the fact. Did he say about Endgame? I think he said about Endgame. But it's just, it's very, it's uh, it's very funny how it's like, they, they did a really good job locking down the story of this movie and stuff like that. So uh, shout out to them. Uh, uh, one of the things I saw that popped up, I think I read it this morning and I looked it up. It's actually confirmed that Kevin Feige said that, uh, phase three does not end with Avengers Endgame. It actually ends with Spider-Man Far From Home. And at, when I first, at first reading it, I was just like, that don't make no sense. Out of all the things that we're going to be having a three hour movie, this hardcore stuff's probably going to happen in this movie. And at the end of the day, it's not the final end to phase three. And I was just like, this is stupid, man. I don't know why they're... I was, and then, I, then I stopped. I stopped real quick and I thought about it. I was like, this is Feige. This boy ain't dumb. There's a reason for this. So I, I, I just sat and thought about it and just thought about it and I thought about it. And you know what? It make, it kind of makes sense. Because it made me think about this. It talks about how with... Um, Robert Danny Jr. mentioned in an interview that the last eight minutes of Avengers Endgame, he said, is the best in all MCU history. That right. First of all, that's ominous because we have that we have because we have no idea how it's going to end. We really don't. So it makes me think that Far From Home is kind of going to tell us how life is like after Endgame. What heroes exist, 
the fact that, you know, you know who remembers what? Because don't let's like I said, we we've been hard reading that there's time travel involved in in Endgame. Whether or not it's going to be confirmed or not, well, we'll see when it comes out, which is literally in six days. But if that's the case, we're going to see how people like adjust to whatever the the repercussions, good or bad, of Endgame. That's a, that's assuming that any of the remember, you know what I mean? So it's going to be very, and I think that's a good thing. I think we're going to get a final look about how the universe is going to be leading to Phase Four. So I, in all honesty, I think that's a good. It's a good. Uh, it's not a prologue. It's epilogue. I think like that. It's a good way of just kind of showing us this is what the MCU looks like as of now. So expect this type of feel going into Phase Four, because that's, that's pretty. I think it's pretty smart because. It's been clear, it's been very clear that the there's a couple of story arcs of characters. Characters in the MCU, their story arcs are ending, literally, with Endgame. Uh, Captain America, they confirmed that his story arc is coming to a conclusion. Whether or not he dies or not, we don't know. We just know his story in general comes to a conclusion. Uh, the Hulk story arc, you know, it started in... Not Ragnarok. Uh, yeah, Ragnarok. It started in Ragnarok, and it says ending... With Endgame, it's a three-part, like, stuff that he dealt with in Ragnarok, then the stuff he dealt with in Infinity War, and then into Avengers Endgame. It's going to draw a conclusion to his character. So it's very, and, and it's very curious to see whose characters are going to be concluded, you know, at the, in, in this final movie. Can't even call it the final movie anymore, but this movie when it comes to the Infinity Saga. So, and then how that's going to feed into the essentially the reset of the universe because it was like once i've always said before when you mess with time travel you're going to be messing with continuity and, and the timeline and how the world looks at that point that's why days of future past when it came to the x-men universe was fantastic because it's it resets certain story arcs so i imagine that in this one if there is time travel it's going to reset certain characters origins you know i.e uh scarlet witch and things like that so I'm very and and Spider-Man: Far From Home, and they even said that that the that some of the miniseries are going to be in Disney Plus that comes out in November are going to be based off the aftermath of Endgame. So we're going to be getting a lot of conclusion of characters that have been dealing with has who has been affected directly by like the Infinity Stones and everything that happened in Infinity War and into the Endgame and stuff like that. So it's gonna be really cool, really interesting to see. And I, I was just, I thought about it for a minute because I was like, I was like, I think that's dumb. But then when you realize, we don't know how the and the movie's gonna end. We don't know how it's going to conclude, and we have no idea what the post credit scenes, the mid to post credit scenes, gonna be about. So it's going to be a very, I'm excited. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I appreciate that with Kevin because it makes you a little just that much more excited about Spider-Man: Far From Home. Because if that's the case, I want to see what happens in Far From Home. That's gonna kind of not only conclude stories, even though Endgame I think does it too, but kind of give us a feel what the future is gonna be like for Phase Four of the MCU. So, uh, big shout out to them for working this hard, and I'm very excited to see what's going on, or at least what's gonna happen in Endgame and how that's gonna how that's gonna lead into. Spider-Man Far From Home and how Spider-Man Far From Home is going to end phase three for us, you know, and give us what, you know, everything that we need to kind of help us say goodbye to very specific characters and things like that and, and introduce us into how the world has is now drastically different because everything that's going to happen in this next movie that, like I said, will be out in six days. So be ready. All right. Let's get into some other stuff. All right, everybody. So, uh, 
let me think. When, when did it come out? I just read it too. So there's a new DC animated film that came out. It is Justice League versus the Fatal Five. I just read when it was released in March. It was just it was end of March. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a look at. And uh, I, 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 I like this movie for a couple of reasons. Um, uh, a couple of things is because they introduce characters that don't get a lot of limelight in like, especially in the animated shows. I, I that's not true because Miss Martian was like all over Young Justice. Let's be real. She was all over Young Justice and that's fine because she's a cool character. Uh, um, but you get a lot of, um, you get, who am I? I'm trying to, I'm remembering everybody. My brain just stopped. So, um, you get exposure to Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific is in this movie and shout outs to Mr. Terrific. He was so cool. And, uh, y'all don't understand. Uh, Mr. Terrific is, is on my list of my, of, of, of pretty awesome characters. Because he's sent, and I think I don't know if I've I've probably talked about him before on a previous episode, but to he to me is what Bruce Wayne would have been without if he wasn't all scarred by his parents' murder. Like seriously, Mister Terrific is a genius. He's a, a, a like a Olympic athlete. He has he knows multiple languages. He's rich, you know. So he has all this crazy technology. Not only does he have that mask that controls his T spheres, I mean, just everything about this character is so cool. And I was very, very, very happy to uh, see him in this one. And he's like a martial artist. He's like a hardcore martial artist. I mean, he's in the comic books. He's always with the JSA. So when they inter- when he was in the Justice League, I think in Justice League Unlimited, he was definitely introduced. And then he introduced him kind of in Arrow. I don't trust that one. But I, uh, I, you know, I liked him in the comic books. I thought he was a really cool character. And so the fact that he plays a, he plays a very significant part in, Fat- in Justice League versus the Fatal Five. And it's really, really cool to see him throw down. And uh, there's a scene in the movie where he just peers out of the smoke between a couple of the bad guys. I can't remember their names right now. As uh, as Mono and well, I can't think Thorak or something like that. And he just shows how good his hand to hand combat is. It was so good. It was so smart. And how he uses his T spheres for flying and and everything. It was so good. It was done so well. Uh, I was like, yeah, he's all. And he's like the fact that he's like part of the whole. And, and he's officially considered part of the Justice League when he's in there throwing down with everybody. It was really, really, really cool. I liked it a lot. Um, I know we were talking about, I already talked about Miss Martian. I think it was really good that she was there. And in this movie, yeah, it's it's really cool to see who she's, like, she's always rolling with, you know. I don't know if you see it in the trailers, but she's always rolling with Batman in this one. So I think it's really cool to see the, you know, the relationship between them two is really done well. And shout out to Kevin Conrad for coming back and playing the voice, man. He's the man. He's the voice, and uh, shout out to the legions of superheroes. I mean, because there's a lot of there's a lot of references to. I don't know if this is based off of a very specific comic book because it's not my world, but I like diving into his role from time to time. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie. Every time I see Wonder Woman show up in one of these anime films, she's always looked really cool. And in this one, she has a sword on her and stuff like that. Is it's like, as there you are, Diana. I see you, girl. What up? You know, so it's very it's very exciting. Um, I, I well, and and I'm gonna say the same thing. Like, see to introduce other characters into the Justice League, because you know, like I said, in most Justice League movies in general, especially in the animated, it's usually Superman, Batman, Flash, Green Lantern, uh, Cyborg, depending on which one you're watching, 
Occasionally, a hawk, a hawk, one of them is in there. Uh, Aquaman from time to time will pop up. So this one, you know, it, it's cool to see that they changed up the roster a little bit for this movie with bringing in Ms. Martian and uh, Mr. Terrific. It was it was so good. It was just such a smart, smart, smart move. I just I think it was really good. Uh, for those who are not aware, I'm not going to spoil a lot of the movie. The movie focuses around one specific character, actually, technically two. Uh, one specifically is Jessica Cruz, who is a Green Lantern, and you get to go on about her story arc, and even the same thing with, uh, Starboy, you know, you, you get, the, the, you get their, their story arcs more or less, and, and it, and it focuses on very specific things that I think we all should take, take the time to appreciate, uh, those and I had to look them up because I remember Jessica in the con- I seen her I know who she is more or less but I didn't know her in general and I I, I looked it up and she's kind of she dealt with some stuff you know what I mean uh, she was you know almost uh, was a victim and a murderer but she saw her friends get murdered and so it messed with her on a on an emotional and a mes- uh, and mental level uh, so that to a point where she locked herself in her house and wouldn't get out for like four years she she was dealing with like crippling anxiety. And, um, it, it was just, it made it, it made it hard for her. And so she literally de- dealt with a lot of like PTSD and general social anxiety and made things very hard for her to do. And the, the fact that she ended up being like, had a, you know, cause in a comic book, excuse me, let me take that. In a comic book, she was used a ring that was from the crime syndicate and the movie they gave her a, just a lantern ring. And so, but she still was dealing with the fact cause that she was, this ring is forcing her essentially to go outside, you know what I mean? And, 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 and to be a superhero. And she's like, I can barely do stuff some days, but you want me to go outside and save people. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's very interesting. And the fact that she didn't want the ring, you know, but it chose her and she's like, and, you know, and she didn't want it. And it just, it's very interesting. You know, usually when you get chosen to be a hero, you more, more often than not, you choose to be the hero, but she was like, I didn't want this. Cause I don't want to have to do this. And it's like, I don't even like doing anything because, you know, and, and just because all, all stuff she's been through. So it's very, it, it's a definitely a, a, a much, much, much different take on, on uh, the superhero path that that was really interesting. And it kind of did the same thing with, uh, star boy. And uh, in this, I don't know if they, if they focused on it as hard as they did. And this one he deals with in the movie, I want to say amnesia, but in the comic books, he's dealt with schizophrenia. And so he had medications, especially cause he's part of the Legion of superheroes when he's in the 31st century because of Brainiac five, they he they were able to have it controlled, but it's one of those things where if it if it got out of control, he'd be out of the legion and stuff like that, and uh, and it kind of focused on that. And in the movie, I think they didn't they didn't hit it right on the head, but it gave him some mental issues. They gave him amnesia, all right, and it made him off to where that he did get admitted by Batman because Batman found him, and so but you know, and it kind of gave an idea about his story arc about how he sees things and stuff too. Very interesting that they, they, you know, they're, they're doing that because let's be real. Mental health is something that everyone has to deal with, whether or not you're, you know, either you're a victim of it or you know somebody who is. And so we, you know, and it, sometimes it's not even necessarily about, you know, even just simply mental health. It's just being 
you know, incapable of doing things because of something that can be considered crippling, whether it's not is something physical. Sometimes, like I said, we've we've come to the understanding that not all illnesses can be physically seen. You know, not all scars can be physically seen. You know what I mean? And so the fact that they kind of they touched on it, you know what I mean? They, they, they start out the gate showing Jessica and they touched on it really hard. And that, you know, these people who consider themselves, you know, whether they need medication or not, you know, they need to be, they, you know, with her, she considered, she just didn't want to do anything, let alone go outside and save lives. And, and she was put in a situation where she was, you know, pushed to, and she was compelled to. And after that, she, it, she, it, while she still had her issues, she overcame them to, for the greater good. And, and she's apparently like a really, very strong character. More of the stuff I read on her, like, is she's really, she had the ability because the, the ring of power she had by the crime syndicate apparently can, possess a person but she had the ability to overpower it so it was really you know that's, that's really good that like you can't just you don't there's a reason why did they make you a, a green lantern that's that willpower that you know you can't be measured kind of stuff and so they they, they showed that and even and even same things with uh, Starboy in this movie with even though he in the in the movie he didn't have his medication so like that, he still overcame that to to help to to sacrifice himself to save the world and things like that so it shows it kind of showed that like no matter what you know what disability you have mental or physical you're not disabled to the point to where you're incapable of doing something good uh for not only yourself but for society in general and even though they did save the world they they still have those issues they have to deal with because at the end of the day we're still we're still people and so while she would struggle with that every day she still has the strength and as as we know as a lantern wielder the will to be able to do that, and that's a, something that should be admired. I know I have some very cl- close friends who deal with a lot of mental health stuff, and the fact that they can get up and go to work and get news in, go to school and get skills to be, you know, to grow and to be better people and to be strong people. Not only that, there's one of my friends I admire her very much because she can. This girl does a lot. She's she's very very talented, very awesome person, and the skills that she has is. That's, you know, she's, you know, it's incomparable in some situations. Sometimes I feel, I'm, I feel I'm like, I'm not in her league sometimes with stuff. I'm like, man, I don't know how she, I don't know why she hangs out with me. She's all, she's, she's too cool for school kind of situation. But she's, but she's always shown me a level of strength that I admire. And that, you know, and, I, and I'm dealing with my own uh, health issues at this moment. And her example helps me to, to, Face those not only with the strength to, you know, and the endurance to do so, but with the attitude to keep going. Because one of the things I've always, I've always been reminded is it's okay not to be okay. And in, in situations like with Jessica Cruz and especially the movie, she was not okay. And that's that's all right. We don't have to. Not all of us can be Superman or Wonder Woman. Sometimes it's okay just to be ourselves, but still have the ability to do good things, you know, and still not be okay. <laughs> So I, I like the the messages was really good and the pacing was really good and it was just definitely one of those one of the things to remind you that not we're we're not useless we're not incapable people it's just we all of us have to we all have our own battles we're fighting whether or not we all see them or not you know and sometimes my battle is not going to be the same as your battle and your battle is not going to be the same as somebody else's but we all have a struggle and so the fact that we can you know, we have the ability sometimes because sometimes we don't have the ability to get up every day. 
But if we have the ability to get up, you know, on certain days and be able to, you know, some sometimes just simply to go outside, uh, that's a good thing. And I and you should be you should can be commended for that, let alone go to work and socialize with people and do social things and things like that. It's I I never understood how hard it was because I'm such a I'm such an extrovert about stuff, but I I get that you know I do I have my own level of PTSD from stuff that I've dealt with in my past, and I had to overcome that and things like that you know. But it's not you know that's not overnight, and that doesn't mean you're not a good person. It doesn't mean that you uh you can't be loved. It means you can't you know you can't have friends. It's just you need. You need people around you who understand that you're that you have stuff you're dealing with and that, you know, something like that requires real patience, real love, real friends to understand that. And uh, and and you and at the end of the day, you always come out on top because, you're, you know, as long as you have the, the proper support system, you'll always come out on top. And like I said, I know I know someone who's very close to me and she's fantastic all the way around and she's very strong and uh to the point where i'm like i I, like she's i in one of my books i write she's been she's been uh she's now official staple character in one of my in the book i'm writing because of 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 not only her intellect but her ability to her her like and her just uh, ability just to do the things she does you know that's that goes that strength goes beyond beyond normal (laughs) what is a power beyond what is normal and so that's something that she should, you know, always be commended, admired, and applauded for. So, uh, with that in mind, I look at this movie as a whole. is It's a really good Justice League movie, and uh, I, I like I said, I give kudos for very specific characters. Shout out to Kevin Conroy, George, George Newbin, Tara Strong's in. It. I forget who she played. I think she played Saturn Girl, but uh, it was very good. It's very smart movie, and uh. Pacing looks good. I give this movie a solid. I, you know what? I'll give it a ten out of ten because I like this movie and I like I like that what it's trying to show, and I think that's one of the things I appreciate about it too. Is I, I appreciate really hard what it's trying to show and what it's trying to remind us that not all strength comes from simply being able to lift you know giant tanks over our head or have or be Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or Amazonian princess. Sometimes it comes from just being able to go outside. And deal with people because people sometimes it's hard to deal with. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Anyways, tell me guys what you tell me what you think. Uh, how do you feel about Justice League versus the Fatal Five? I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good, and uh, it made me. And, and this is the one thing too. I appreciate this movie because it made me research characters like Star Boy, who's actually Starman if you look it up, and Jessica Cruz. It made me appreciate. The things that DC is really smart about doing, you know, I, I just, I feel like, you know, while I love Marvel and all the things it does, DC, you know, what DC does is shows people who are, have been victims more or less, even if it's something they out of their control and they take that and they use it as a, as a strength and it gives them the ability to do the things they do, you know, granted, you know, people like Batman, there's a, there's a little bit level of psychosis behind it, but he took the death of his parents and made himself into this practically unstoppable force known as the Batman. You know what I mean? It's it's things like that, and and I, and, and that's why it's, I like a lot of the villains in DC too, because you have villains like Black Adam who who like were a victim, of trying to do the same, do do the right thing, 
and it it changed his view of how to do things. You know what I mean? And so it just and this movie's no different. You know what I mean? It it shows you that not every superhero wants to be one. And not every, every superhero, you know, while Starboy is excited about being a superhero and he loves it, you have Jessica on the other side who just doesn't want to have to deal with it. And then she was put in a situation where she's kind of had to, but it, 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 it helped her to grow, to be to able to control some of what she's dealing with in order to literally save the world, like literally save the world in, in this movie. So it's, it's a very good, very good message to give that we're not... We're, never underestimate the hour. Never underestimate what we can do and how much of a difference we can make. You know, just because, you know, maybe we're not strong enough, fast enough, pretty enough, whatever it is. We all have gifts and abilities that other people don't have. And we all are, are, are loved and, and wanted and needed by very specific people. You know, and so, and that our actions, whether it's by word or by deed, helps somebody. And so that's very, that's something we should always remember. And I like that. It's kind of like, you know, as long as you have, if you have the ability, because sometimes we don't have the energy to do it. I'll be the first person to tell you that, you know, so when we do have the energy to give of ourselves and we can have the opportunity to help somebody do a good thing, do it, you know, regardless of, you know, doing it and if you can that's great and so you know and there's some days we can't that's all right but when the times you can and you have to and and some of that strength is for part of that strength you burn is to be able to go outside to help people you should definitely be commended because it takes a lot <laughs> just to live sometimes it takes a lot just to live and so i i think it's one of the things i appreciate about this movie just especially knowing just pe- people i know personally who've dealt with who've dealt with you know, post-traumatic stress disorder and, and anxiety to certain levels and things like that. And just a lot of the the stress and anxiety I'm dealing with because of stuff that's happened with my health. I understand what the energy it takes sometimes to deal with people or just to do anything, you know. And so I, I, I appreciate this movie a lot for that. And I appreciate everybody who can who can get that message from this movie, you know. And I appreciate the people in my life. Who are willing? Who are willing to put up with me sometimes when I don't? I have that low energy, and I appreciate the people that are in my life that, you know, despite the things they go to, can do great things and have and, and accept me as as one of their friends. Because I'm I can be quite. I'm a handful. I've said this before. I'm a handful. I'm loud. I eat a lot. I'm loud. I run around make a you know make a bunch of noise. I mentioned I mentioned I'm loud, right? <laughs> I can be exhausting sometimes. And yet, those those type those people will still want me to be in their lives, and they, they do a lot for me, and they help me, and so I appreciate them. And I've I've said to them more often than not that they're stronger than me, and uh, I will stand by that. All right, so sorry, I get it's all it's it's all it's all about emotions and 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 learning and growth on this 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 podcast episode. So <laughs> sorry, but like I said, let me t- let me know what you think about Justice League versus the Fatal Five. How do you feel about Endgame coming out in six days? It's coming out in six days, guys. Six days. We are on countdown status. Because I saw online, we are at Spider-Man Homecoming. If you're doing, if you're watching the movies in order, you're on Spider-Man Homecoming. So we are almost there, guys. We're almost there. Because I, I can't remember the order right now. Because so, if it's Spider-Man Homecoming, 
And then that's, uh, let's look. We got Spider-Man Homecoming. And so after that is Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. So if you watch Spider-Man Homecoming today, you have one, two, three, four days, five technically, to watch the last four films. Actually, no, 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 I take that back. We add Captain Marvel. No, you only have five days, <laughs> you know, to watch the rest of the films that, that come out be leading to Endgame. So if you're doing that, fantastic. I know Thursday, I know this week for sure, all the girls, I'm going to take all my girls, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch Avengers Infinity War. And then we're going to have a, a, like a, 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 what is it? What does Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith have? What is it called? Red Table. We're going to have a... Slightly old with Play-Doh on it because my kids always play using Play-Doh on that table and markers and her, all her toys and puzzles under the table, coffee table moment and and, and discuss Infinity War and and hype about the potentials, uh, deaths and saves and what's gonna happen. That they're probably not gonna talk a lot. I'm probably you know what you know what it's gonna end up being is gonna be me doing a lot of noise. That's probably what's gonna be. Gonna, I'm gonna be talking so much about what could potentially be happening that I probably should just make another episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love this universe and I'm excited. So let me know what you think about that. Let me know how you feel about what Kevin Feige said about Far From Home being the end of Phase Three. It makes sense in my head. It makes sense to me. After I sat down and thought, not initially, I was like, no, this is stupid, man. This is called Endgame for a reason. No, that's not why it's called Endgame. But uh, uh, I, when I finally calmed down and thought about it, it made sense to me. So let me know how you feel about that. Does it make sense to you for Spider-Man to be the end of Phase 3? Uh... uh just, you know, we'll focus on those things. You know, it's, you know, we got, we got, we got six days. We got a lot coming at us. You guys got five movies to still watch. <laughs> so get to it. It's 10.30 right now. Get to it. And if you haven't been watching all the movies, you got some burning to do. You got you got some. You, there's like, especially because Phase 3 has the most. Go back and look. Because Phase 1 has what, six? Phase 2 has another six. Phase 3, like nine movies. So you, and, and all of these are like two, at least two hours long. So you got, you got, you got, this is like each phase is a day, you know, more or less. So no, not a day. Yeah. Cause if you, if you get up in the morning, like if you get up at seven o'clock in the morning and start watching phase one, right. Say tomorrow morning, you get up seven o'clock, you shower, you know, you hit your, you hit your hot spots, you put on your favorite, you know, your favorite sweats right now. I got some ninja sweats I like to wear. I call them ninja sweats. It's just there's something about them makes me think, you know, ninjas. Uh, and you sit down and you put in Iron Man, the first Iron Man, and then you watch it all the way through. You probably will be done by 7 or 8 o'clock in the evening that same day. So, like, each phase is at least a day. And phase three is probably a day and a half. You know what I mean? So, you know, and if you haven't caught up, you in trouble. So, <laughs> so hopefully we're all ready. I know. Here's the thing. We weren't ready for Infinity War. We just weren't. I guarantee we're not ready for Endgame. Because we have nothing to go off of. We have no idea. And like they said on online, there's no marketing. It's like next to no marketing for Endgame. 
all the interviews have been like you. They're all sworn to silence. You had you have uh, Chadwick Boseman cracking about he's dead, so he, there's nothing he can comment about. You know, for Endgame. You know what I mean? So it's been locked down hard. You know what I mean? So I am very curious to see how this goes, and I'm very excited. And you know, I hope you guys are too. Y'all better be committed. Don't don't. Plan this out because I was thinking about this. I gotta plan this out, man. This is gonna be a three-hour movie because I always buy like an energy drink and I and I'm like and when I'm over there eating the popcorn and stuff. I'm like, oh man, I can't do I can't do energy drink in the middle of this because I'll make me have to go to the bathroom. And they kept like you said, there's no lull in the story to go use the bathroom. There's no lull, so we can't find a dry spot. There's no way. So we got to figure it out. I got to rechange my strategy. For Endgame. I got to change it. I got to change it. I got to figure it out. Maybe I just don't drink anything and just, you know, maybe I drink like a first hour, like when I get up in the morning, drink some water because y'all should drink water. We always should be hydrated. Be hydrated. Don't go in there passing out. Be hydrated. But then after that, like an hour or two before, don't. Don't drink nothing. And then go in there. You get your popcorn, but don't be, don't be chugging all that soda and, and monsters and all that junk. You know, and our theater has like beer and wine and so like don't get all smashed because this movie's three hours long. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna fall asleep. You'd be mad because you wonder why so and so's not there or what happened to the cheese and where why is he wearing sneakers? That swarmer shot's been destroyed. Why? It's all because you fell asleep. You gotta plan this out, guys. It's a three hour and even I even saw a line, I read it too, it said that if you if you don't stay for the mid credit scenes, the movie is officially two hours and fifty something and change. It's, it's like 57 minutes. If you don't stay for the after credit scenes, so the, the credits, I guess, is like two minutes, three minutes long. That's not even, you know, maybe maybe it's a little less. I forget what it said. I, I, you know what? We're looking at right now. Because it said, because they said they have the official running time. Because they said the official running time is about three hours. But it said they locked it down. If you minus the credits for Avengers Endgame, is if you minus the credits for Avengers Endgame, you're looking at about. Where was it? Yeah, it's two hours and 57. No, excuse me. So if you minus is yeah. So I just saw it. It says the runtime for the entire movie is three hours and 57 seconds. The credits start at two hours, 48 minutes and 56 seconds. So you, you essentially have. And it's in the first and after the the first mid credit scene starts at 2.53. So technically, the movie's two hours and 48 minutes. I'm sorry. We're right. That's a that's a three-hour movie. If you 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 still that's a lot of movie to still be ready for. And we all know we're staying for the mid for the mid and post-credit scene. I don't know why we act like so we, we're gonna be sitting for the whole three hours. We are gonna be sitting for the whole three hours. So you need to be ready. You need to be ready to be sitting there for that entire time. Like I said, don't be drinking all that beer. Don't be passing out from all that wine. Stop drinking all that soda. And I, like I said, I have to plan out my energy drink. If, you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna drink my energy drink at the last eight minutes of the movie. <laughs> that's, since since that's the biggest part of the movie, I'll wait till then. How about that? How about that? How do you think of that? Does that work for y'all? It worked for me. <laughs> all right, guys. This is a House of Darkner saying, you know, have a good evening, have a good day, have a good morning. Whenever you listen to this. And be, be ready. Six days, guys. Six days.